0: So here's what happened as a proud member of the but why though podcast community. Hey guys, welcome to a special episode of. So here's what happened. This is a talk segment and I am very lucky to be joined by Jeff Tremell. I could
1: Bye. not be happier to be here. Thank you for oh. having me.
0: Thanks. Um, so yeah, if you guys aren't aware of who Jeff, Jeff, is, um, you might be aware of one of my shows that I've talked about on. So here's what happened before. And that is Craig of the Creek. Um, Funny story, Jeff. I think we've been Twitter mutuals. I think that's the right term for quite some time. yeah, I had no right, I, I had no idea. You were the head writer of Craig of the Creek when we first, like, were just talking. <laughs> really? I did not notice it. I was just like, oh, his, I like, oh, his icon's like Craig of the Creek. And this is just like maybe how dense I can be sometimes. I'm like, this dude is cool. I like, like, he talks about fun cartoon things and he likes Craig of the Creek too. And I think it's when I was baking that giant cinnamon roll.
1: Yes.
2: And
0: yes. then like <laughs> you DM'd me and like, so how can I get that? I was just like, I could see if I could ship it to you. And then I looked at your bio and I was just like, wow <laughs> wow this whole time so you, know you post
1: like a video about craig
0: yes the it guy, is still yeah. my it is still my pinned tweet yes. and it
1: went like super viral <laughs> and it was like one of the first times something related to the show had like blown up like that really so was, like, yeah because we were still pretty early i think the episode you posted was only like episode 25 or something so it was still oh, yeah. very early into the show and like it got so much traction. I was like, oh, my gosh, people are talking about the show, which is like, you know, it's hard to find that audience at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I was like super grateful and retweeted it, like followed you immediately.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. But
1: so many people probably followed you after that. I could see how you did not notice that I worked on the show. <laughs>
0: i'm just like really bad at that like i just like talking to people on twitter i don't usually check everyone's bio i'm just like oh this person's cool and they talk about like cartoons that i like great i want to be twitter (laughs) friends with them that's fine um but yeah and it's if y'all are interested y'all can see the pin tweet because i probably will never take it down it's my most viral tweet it's got like 62.7k likes and 17.1k Retweets. That's insane. And <laughs> and I and, I, I, and th- th- this is weird. My friends give me crap about this. They're just like, you just go viral and you just be tweeting about cartoons and anime. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I'm like, I just be a nerd. And the, but people like apparently relate to being a nerd. Yeah, but, everyone's a nerd. Right. But it's like I love that clip of Craig of the Creek so much, where it's just like, and for, if y'all don't know, and it kind of goes into like why I really was excited to have this conversation with you is because I feel that Craig of the Creek is a show that really does a great job. of creating these relatable characters and like just just y'all just do an amazing job of like hitting things that like hit me in my soul I'm just like oh like (laughs) they just kind of like in like such a brief scene of Craig and his dad playing video games y'all kind of hit the nail on the head about representation for me I'm like that's all it has to be sometimes it doesn't have to be a whole 30 minute special episode it could be as simple as I like him because he looks like me Mm-hmm. and i'm like oh i just love it so much but i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna have to gush about this show plenty of times throughout this episode, <laughs> so i apologize now no thank you fan girl. <laughs>
1: thank you for watching thanks for being a fan of the show thanks for Aww. talking about the show like that's really important for us especially like it's a show that's like we aren't on hulu yet and we're kind of mm-hmm. only airing on the app and um, yeah on you know cartoon network actual channel and like on demand so anytime people can like find out about the show it only helps so thanks for spreading the word
0: oh. i'm happy to do it and i will continue to do it. people i've we, there is a nine out of ten chance i'm talking about two things on twitter at the same time well three things um one is usually thirst traps and me being making jokes about them um (laughs) and my types um two is talking about the promised neverland and getting people to watch that anime and be scarred with me and three Mm -hmm. is anything to do with craig of the creek so (laughs) that is very on brand for me so so
1: we're in a very good company (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: yeah (laughs) um but all right, let's get into this. So uh, if you want to like, just give us a little bit about yourself. Like, I know, I don't know. I hate when people ask me to do that. But like, if you want to like mm-hmm. tell the people who you are, what you do, like yeah, no worries. everything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, OK, Uh. quick version. Uh, name's Jeff. I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Um, in 2015, I moved to L.A. when I won a spot in the Nickelodeon writing program. Mm. Uh, which is like a very prestigious program where like every year like 2,000 people enter and they choose like four and Mm -hmm. those four people, they move you out to LA Um, you get to like you get paid to learn, and you're employed wow. by Nickelodeon for a year. So over the course of that time, uh, they paid for me to take improv and sketch classes at UCB. Um, I got to take a bunch of other like really exclusive classes. I got to be uh, placed in the room on a TV show. So I got to work on the show called Harvey Beaks, that oh. I was a huge fan of.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um I also worked on a show that was in development there called Glitch Text that's coming out, I think, soon. Uh Um, Yeah, so I got to work there for a year and learn on the job. And that was super important for me because, like, Uh I didn't go to college. I never was... I'm not a... I'm a self-taught writer. Uh So to go from, like early 2015 security guard at target to to <laughs> now like story editor slash head writer on C- craig of the creek is insane that is awesome
0: <laughs> no i love that story I, I, that's awesome that you're self-taught it is amazing though
1: yeah i was uh very dedicated and a bit lucky i think
2: wow. um
1: but uh yeah i took that position over at Nickelodeon for a year. That year ended. I looked for work for a bit and eventually found myself a cartoon network um, working on Craig of the Creek while that show was in development. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they greenlit the show. And Ben and Matt asked me to join the crew as uh, the staff writer. I was staff writer for season one and promoted to head writer for season two.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Like you said, working. So you were at Target. You worked at Target. Yes. And like, I guess like, I'm curious. So what made you want to apply to the writing program at Nickelodeon? So
1: um jumping back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when I was a teenager. No, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a professional wrestler when I grew up. Okay. Uh, Because I love wrestling and still do. Uh, When I turned 16, I started wrestling on the Michigan independent scene for a few years. Mm. Like doing pro wrestling. Uh, So like they do shows at like bars on the weekend and like we'd be there performing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did that for a few years and eventually got out of that. It just like lost its appeal, you know, doing Mm -hmm. that. And I was pretty young, too, so it was like mostly adults and then like me and like one other teenager. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So uh, I got out of that and I was like, okay, well, I'll go to this trade school because I didn't really have any interest in going to college uh, for video production, radio and video production. Mm. So while I was there, I was like, okay, well, I don't really know where I want to go with this. Maybe I'll be like a camera operator or an editor because those things are fun Mm -hmm. and while i was there i discovered the show 30 rock and i was like oh wait these people get paid to write comedy i did not know that was a job (laughs)
2: because
1: you know my my mindset was always like okay so if you're a writer i guess you like write books or you like write for newspaper like Mm -hmm. i never put together that people write for tv it's just one of those things where i like An epiphany. I was like, oh, well, all these shows are like someone's writing them. So I was like, okay, how do you become a writer? I went online and like read and saw that like most writers find their jobs through spec scripts, which are basically a script you write of an existing show Mm. to show that like, oh, well, if I were hired to write on this show, this is how I'd write, and it's like an example of like, do you know story structure? Are you funny? Do you know how characters act, and so on? So, I wrote one for The Office. It was uh, so bad, but
0: oh, please, I, please share! Um, I love The Office, and I love Thirty Rock, so I, I, wrote even, this, it's
1: I wrote it so long ago. I'm trying to this would have been like 2010. Okay, um, I don't remember. It was probably some really bad basic story where it was like, "Oh no, we gotta sell paper or <laughs> like it wasn't good."
0: Like um, every episode. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, please, please, office stands. Don't kill me. I like the show too. Please, please. <laughs> right.
1: it was. Uh, I mean, like, it wasn't great. But I wrote a thing, and that was the important thing. It was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I have this tangible thing. I've written the script, regardless of how bad it is. So from there, I was like, okay, I wrote this thing, but I don't really know what to do with it. And then I I did... um, I did. I worked a few other jobs in the meantime. I worked like at the Detroit Metro Airport, loading and unloading luggage on the ramp. Um, I actually worked at the same airport doing uh, employee security, so not TSA, but like the other security. Mm. Um, And eventually, I was like, "Well." I want to be a writer. I don't know how to get there. So like, what do you do with a spec script? So I Googled that and found out about the Nick writing program. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, this is great. Like there's a very slim chance I'll win it. But if I do, like they'll move me to LA. And that's once I'm there, like that's where things can happen. I can't become a writer in Detroit probably. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, okay, I'll apply now. And it was May. And the deadline was in April. So I was like, okay, I'll apply next year. So I spent the year basically like learning, figuring out what show I wanted to write for, what, like trying to find the voice of that show, watching that show constantly. So the characters' voices would be like ingrained in me. So I was like, okay, well, this is how this character would, show, or would respond. So I wrote a spec for the show, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, on FX called The League. And I submitted that. And then I knew oh. that if you made it to the second round, you'd need another one. So I wrote a spec for uh, Bob's Burgers that yes. I still use to this day when I try to apply for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote those two and fast forward. And they were like, hey, we want to bring you into the program after like 13 interviews in the course of three days. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Wow. So the next month after they were like, Hey, we want you to join. Like I moved to California and that was October,
0: 2015. Wow. So That's it's been crazy. That is quite the, no, that is just quite the journey. I like to go through all that. And, like, and then this, I like the whole discovering like the epiphany, the epiphany to discover like, Oh, I could do this kind of writing for a career.
1: Yeah, I feel like people don't realize, like, unless you're here, mm-hmm. you don't realize that this is an industry. Because especially, like, I've known so many talented people who are, like, amazing artists who mm-hmm. are told, like, oh, well, what are you going to do, like, become an artist? There's no money in that. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. like, there's so many, there's prop designing and character designing and storyboarding and so many avenues mm-hmm. that, like, especially, like, people of color are not aware of. No one's going, you know, uh, public schools being like, well, if you work really hard and, like, this is what you're passionate in, you can become a storyboard artist. No one knows that's a thing,
0: which is
1: very disappointing. So... Yeah. That's a great point. I hope that by telling my story and, like, okay, well, I didn't know I wanted to do this. I didn't go to college for it, but I'm still doing it, can show other people that, like, just because you know you are not formally trained in something doesn't mean you can't go for that goal if you are dedicated and willing to work for it.
0: <laughs> That's a great point. I really love that. Um, definitely, definitely the part about sharing your story because uh, I am new to like review, being a critic for like mm-hmm. film, television, like that kind of stuff, and I, like writing for. But why though? I am um, mm-hmm. not trained as a writer, but I know I love like I love entertainment. I love like watching something and talking about it. Like I. I tell people all the time I'm not a writer I rather talk on a podcast about something but if someone had told me I could have gotten like an enjoyment in in becoming a side career that I now like I went to South by Southwest um earlier this year I never would have known I would have been able to go to South by Southwest off of being able to just cover a show or being able to cover some stuff so it's like no one ever told me that in high school I mean like I I feel the same way as you Is like when you think of a writer like when someone said they want to be a writer I'm like oh so you're going to write a book Right. I don't I don't think anyone's ever told kids like oh do you like film and television unless you, they're like really into that at an early age they don't really try to explore those options which I mean like you said uh, those options probably aren't being I don't want to say delivered but like they're not being conveyed to people of color yeah. most likely if especially if they're not like in theater or if they don't have some kind of idea that oh television writing is something I'd like to do maybe exactly. better now but I don't know
1: when I was a kid, my dad would always say, like, because I, in hindsight, I know, like, I would write short stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he'd always be like, you should be a writer. Yeah. Do you want to, like, or, like, I'll ha- I have a bunch of ideas, but I'm not good at writing. You should write some, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I never wanted to do. I was like, right writing a book sounds boring to me. <laughs> uh, I said that as a kid. I did not, I do not stand by that as an adult, <laughs> but, you know, like if i had known i'm like oh well you can write tv you can write comic books those cartoons yeah. you love someone's writing those you know like that's never because we don't experience that it's so hard to experience that unless you live in a place where that is regularly happening like la or new york or uh, toronto like where there's a huge animation division you know mm-hmm
0: that's a great point, because like, I'm kind of similar now. I'm learning that I do love writing. It's just that I always told myself that I wasn't a good writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love writing. Um, it is just hard to do sometimes. So it's like I'm challenging myself. Like people notice on Twitter sometimes I just pitch out ideas for like a movie or mm-hmm. like something. And like now my friends have gotten on my case where they're like, stop putting your ideas out there and write already. Yeah. So I'm now going to like task myself to like write something within the next two years, like whether it's going to be for a series or for a TV show, just so I can like, like you said, you wrote a thing and yeah. I'm like, I want to be able to say like, I did write a thing and it may turn out to be terrible or it could lead to something down the line. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I want to do, I want to try it at least. So I, I definitely enjoy your story. If you saw something that interested you and it led to like this career you have now, you've built now. That's awesome.
1: And that's the hardest thing is doing it the first time. The first time you do it, it's like daunting and you're like, oh, no, is it not good? Or like you're doubting yourself while you're writing it. And Mm -hmm. you just got to get past all that and just write it. Even if you write it and there's a huge gap in the middle, Mm -hmm. it's still better to like try to fill in that gap than to be like, oh, well, I can't figure out the middle and just stop, you know?
0: Gotcha. No, that that makes complete sense, too. Um, Since we already kind of covered, like, how did you get into writing? I'm interested, because is it just that you saw the Nick writing program that inspired you to get into writing for animation, or was there any other reasons you were inspired to write for animation?
1: Um, I mean, okay, so when you joined, when I joined the Nick writing program, the question Mm -hmm. that came up a lot was, do you want to do animation or live action? Mm. And uh, I would always go, I like both for different reasons. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like animation because it feels almost limitless in the things you can do sometimes. Um, and I, since a since I was like eight years old, have been a massive fan of voice acting and voice actors. Mm-hmm. Like I was that kid that could like watch Static Shock and be like, oh, that's Phil Lamar, that's Kevin yes. Michael Richardson, that's Tara Strong, that's Grey Griffin. Like I know all these voice actors off you know just from hearing them mm-hmm. so I truly appreciate it there. and like voice acting's hard <laughs> when you can't rely on your facial expressions to get something across it's ridiculous <clears throat> so I think for those reasons uh, mm-hmm. I was really like okay well I like animation but for live action I was like well it's quicker you don't have to wait like eight months for someone to see a thing you did yeah uh, eight months minimum. Um, and there's a sense of like instant gratification. So going into the program, I leaned towards both. I think the thing that solidified that I wanted to do animation was when I got the chance to work on Harvey Beaks. Mm. Cause um, that was the first time I got to be in a room, like a writing room. And they were the nicest, sweetest people I could, you you can't even imagine. And I quickly learned that that's not just like a Harvey thing, that's an animation thing. Like, people in animation are willing to go above and beyond to help you, to give you advice. They, were, they will go out of their way to sit down with you and let you pick their brain, and it's like such a it's such the opposite of what you hear when people Mm -hmm. are like oh you're going to Hollywood and like no you can't trust anybody and everyone's trying to backstab you or whatever and that is just not the case in anime I have made so many friends who are genuinely friends it never is like oh well going to this party to network it's like no I'm going to this party to hang out with like some of the coolest people I have ever met so I think that really solidified it for me. I got Mm -hmm. to see the process uh, along the way. I got to see like, oh, okay, well, this is what happens in the writing room. Then this goes to like storyboard artists who had their own flair. And I got to see like props and design and go to mixes for like sound and go to voice acting sessions and see everything that goes into so much work goes into creating an 11 minute animated thing. It's ridiculous. Like, That's literally, awesome. like, so many people have to touch this thing for mm-hmm. it to just reach the TV, and it's incredible. So that is where I found the passion for animation.
0: That's awesome. That's really, really good. And if it wasn't for the fact that I've seen that episode of a t- of Teen Titans, when yes. they, like, show how to make the episode. <laughs> and I was just like, I love this show so much. They, <laughs> they are real. I'm like, I know writing is hard, but, Lord, like, the process to make one 11-minute episode just sounds grueling and then people yeah. be like give us more i'm like yeah. let them chill let them let's let them live. <laughs> let you all breathe i don't know how long i mean like don't get me wrong i want more craig of the creek instantly pump it into my veins right now <laughs> but i do know like the process to put out just 10 of those episodes can probably take like i don't know six or eight months of your time
1: i mean um, on average the beginning to end stages of an episode is of one episode is nine months wow So, like, for example, um, the fourth episode of uh, Craig of the Creek, which Mm -hmm. is uh, Too Many Treasures with Junk Lord and uh, Junk Pile, that was the first episode of Craig I ever wrote. Uh, That was, like, basically, I was freelance. They were trying me out. And Mm -hmm. I wrote that episode, basically finished it in April of 2016. And it aired in April of
0: 2017.
1: Wow. <laughs> so, and that's just one episode. So, we're constantly working on multiple episodes at once. So, Uh, You know, for example, it's like, okay, I'm writing episode 26 premise. I'm finishing episode 25 premise. We're watching Mm. the first pitch for episode 22. Then we got to watch the second pitch for episode 21. Then we're like doing a record for episode 18. And we just got back animation for episode 11. And like, this is all in the span of one week. So it's constantly going. And you're constantly like working on yeah.
0: multiple things. Oh, my God. That sounds. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would be cut out for that, but I, I appreciate all the work <laughs> y'all do to give me the show that I love. <laughs> oh, but no, I mean, it, it sounds interesting because there's always a working part you're a part of is what yes. I, just what I'm getting from. Because like to go bounce back and forth between episodes, but then also you got to like you're part of the process at every touch point. Of yeah. it being created. So that's even cooler. It's just like you get to see your baby come to life.
1: Yeah. It's it's really, I think for us especially, because we're a storyboard-driven show. Mm-hmm. Uh, most shows are either, most animation is storyboard or script-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and script-driven literally means like the writers write out a script. They script everything. And then the borders will basically just draw that and storyboard driven is we'll write like a premise and an outline of Mm -hmm. the story and then we hand it off and then it's kind of like they do the dialogue sometimes we'll write dialogue in and they'll do uh like they'll fill in blanks or they'll like finesse stuff to make it work and then they'll bring it back to us we'll look at it as a group and then we'll all make tweaks and edits to it Mm -hmm. so it literally is like you know, you hand off a thing where it's like, okay, Craig and his friends try to, like, sneak into the house without being noticed. And then you get back a thing of, like, uh, in the episode with Deltron, when they're sneaking into the house and, like, Craig does a roll and then he bumps his head on the wall and then, like, he's giving all these hand signals to Kelsey and it's just like, what? <laughs> <And> he's like, <laughs> you know, like, all that comes from they try to sneak into the house. So not only do you get the, like, see it evolve and be surprised too by what the borders bring to it but their work like both of you are working hand in hand you need each other so it just comes. Uh it's it's even more satisfying than like okay I scripted this whole thing I know what's going to happen as opposed to we gave them this outline I wonder how they're going to tackle this will they need help with this no they nailed it you know like certain things it's pretty cool
0: That's awesome. That's really good. Um, I guess before we go any further, I guess for people who aren't familiar with Craig of the Creek, I just want to read like a brief synopsis of it, because um, now we're going to enter into talking about more about the show. Um, I mean, unless you would prefer to give it in your own summary. Um, no,
1: you do it. There's a good okay. chance I probably wrote the synopsis.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Um, so in a in the fictional suburb, suburban Baltimore slash D.C. area town of Herkelston, Maryland, a boy named Craig Williams and his two friends, Kelsey and John Paul, a.k.a. JP, okay. have their many adventures in the titular creek described as a kid utopia of untamed wilderness in which tribes of children reign over tree forts and dirt bike ramps.
1: I did not write that, but it is okay. perfect. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I literally see that's the I should have just gone to the Cartoon Network page um, for that one. But I kinda like, okay, cool. Yep, that sounds like them. Um Yeah, that's but, yeah a brief overview of it. But yeah, again, I like y'all i love this show um so from the, from this discussion i hope more people go and watch it and explore it and fall in love with it like i do but yeah so that's craig of the creek um craig is just this he is that boy who lives in everybody's neighborhood who likes to go outside and explore and he would be into something like he reminds me of the friends i grew up with like him and his friends remind me of my friends i grew up with That's really good to hear. Yeah, no, I mean, like, when, because there's the scene when Craig's grandma hugs him when we first see the grandparents, and she's like, oh, you smell like outside. I'm like, that's my Nana. Oh, my God. (laughs) So it's just like, it makes, Craig reminds me of, like, either a cousin or a friend or like somebody. But then there's also moments where, like, I see myself in Craig. But like, that summary is, a that is a pretty good summary, in my opinion, of Craig of the Creek. Um, But you kind of already talked about how you got involved with the project. So you Mm -hmm. you were brought on as, like, freelancing at first.
1: Yeah, they were in development, so they weren't, like, Mm -hmm. technically a show. And they were kind of looking at try out some different writers and say okay well we'll bring in like this person and they'll help us write Water nessa or bring in this person they'll help us write this episode
2: Mm.
1: so um i went in and met with ben and matt who were super cool nice guys i was a fan of them because they were the writers on steven universe which i had recently like caught up on so (laughs) i was like trying not to nerd out but also being like I, I am professional, yes. So uh, <laughs> like they, I'm trying
0: to be today. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> you're you I can't tell. You're doing great. Oh thank <laughs> So um yeah, like we met, we basically talked about like what I was into, what it was like for me to grow up and so on. And then we kind of like met in the middle of like okay well let's just kind of talk what are you into and I was like oh I love like video games and I was like, oh we wanted to do like a video game based episode so Ugh. that's how we kind of desi- like devised the kind of like point and click uh, escape from monkey island kind of uh, motif we did for that and uh, they were like well we got this group in mind called the 10 speeds but they didn't have a leader so then I went off and like wrote this thing with the junk lord and Ten speeds and handlebar, which is ironic that I got to write the first 10 speeds episode because now I voice one of the 10 speeds. So <laughs> just really cool to look back when, oh yeah, I did do that. Um so yeah, that's kind of how I got started with those guys working on crack.
0: That's awesome. And I also I especially like the whole like what are you into question that people throw in like interviews.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just cause it definitely helps like someone like get a taste of like how will you do in this position slash work on this team? Yes. So that's definitely cool that they like threw out that kind of question on there.
1: I also lucked out because we talked about wrestling a lot because Matt's a big wrestling fan.
0: Oh, that's real good. <laughs> see, you, were, you were meant to be on this yeah, show. it worked out. <laughs> so I'm like, so we should see a Craig of the Creek wrestling episode soon. I
1: mean... Uh, no I'm
0: kidding um, I'm kidding you ain't got to say <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to say yes or no it's okay it's okay um, it's
1: yeah. more so about figuring out a way if we can figure out how to make kids wrestle and not look imitatable I guess
0: <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> that is true Um wow that's just really great that y'all just got like to be able to connect like that though but if, <laughs> I, had, if I had met them and like again knowing that they worked on Steven Universe which another show I'm crazy about yes. um, I, credit to you sir for staying cool <laughs> and professional. Thank was, you. I would have just been like, "So where is the show going?"
1: Well, <laughs> and, once they hired me and we're stuck with me. I was like, "So what's up with C?" <laughs> like, <laughs> "Come on, tell me everything."
0: Yes, like I'm tell us all. That, but, yes, you know. tell us all about our little precious cinnamon roll. <laughs> like, what's up with him? Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, that's so then
1: cool, Oh, sorry. Oh,
0: no, you good. Of the
1: coolest things though is uh when I was like well into Craig mm-hmm. we went over to do a record and they were recording Steven and mm. all of the Crystal Gems were there
2: <gasps>
1: all of them well Steven wasn't there but Garnet was there Garnet's voice actor Stel, and like Peridot uh, and uh, uh, wow. uh, why am I blanking on their name Stevani was there and Pearl and yeah, all of them uh-huh. were there. so I got to meet all of them which was like totally mean not trying to decal
0: that is again <laughs> credit to you sir i would have just like i i've learned like when i meet people like people who are famous i'm like i just i need to like go out the room for a second breathe and get it all out of my system or do that ahead of time and yeah. then i'm fine I, I i can do this i can interview you and not come off as a super fan i can be professional <laughs> <laughs> but it, i'm sh- like i don't know i think some people like it's really i think it's fine like let their nerd or fan fl- fan flag fly yeah. sometimes a little just a little bit but I yeah think
1: people, from, from what i've learned is that people mm-hmm. like to know that you like stuff they do.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, and
1: that's that. I think as long as you're not, like, stalking them, you're fine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be that person that's just, like, badgering them to, like, now now sing the song. Sing the the song (laughs) from the show. (laughs) oh, God. I would like I would die if that came out of my mouth. I'm just like, I'm just gonna curl. I'm just gonna like eat myself until like, I disappear now. Um like that would be embarrassing. And also that'd be harassment. So <laughs> Yeah. Sing <laughs> oh, the song gosh. It's
1: such a funny request. Can you sing the song? Can you excuse me? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh
0: <my God. laughs> which she must get all the time yeah, and it's like yeah. she's an actual singer and I'm like I don't want to bother you <laughs> like I don't want to bother you to do your cartoon song but <laughs> <laughs> ma'am oh no um but so I guess my next question is then what's it like so it's just I, it's it's hard to put this as a question I kind of put it as like writing relatable characters that make so many people feel seen so mm. Like what's that like? I'm terrible at I'm drafting that question.
1: <laughs> You're fine. I get you. Um, yeah. I think for us, our goal is we. For I know for me, representation mm-hmm. is super important, um, mm-hmm. and it's the way for the. It's that way for everyone on our crew. Like. Never has it been like, uh, I don't know, like the guys are very open to like they want everyone to feel seen. And like, I think that's obvious from their work on Steven. Mm -hmm. Like they are very empathetic writers who want everyone to feel like this is me. You know, I can relate to this character Mm -hmm. and. That goes to our crew. Um, we are constantly talking to each other, figuring out, like, okay, well, what character would you have liked to see when you were a kid that you did not get the opportunity to? Or <clears throat> for us, when it's things like Craig's grandma, I and mean, like you smell like outside, like <laughs> that is from like, You know Tiffany and myself and Lamar and Naja Mm and Sean all talking like okay well we're all from very different places like New Jersey and Detroit and Florida and California and you know Maryland but Mm -hmm. we all somehow have these shared experiences so what do we find that Links us all, whether it's like Tiffany adding that joke about Dwayne being like, "You got house money, Craig," <laughs> or, <laughs> or just like, uh, you know, there's so many things, and not just like yeah. uh, black specific things, but also like all the other boarders bring that stuff that's relatable, not just to Craig, but to Kelsey and to mm-hmm. and to Bernard and to Alexis, bringing potato salad, like uh, <laughs> everyone. Uh, I think that's one of the goals of just like, we want everyone to feel seen or like, oh, that's the kind of kid I was, or that kid reminds me of my cousin or my brother or my aunt, or, you know, like, everyone's gonna, we want everyone to like, see themselves in the show. Um, Because we don't always get that opportunity, you know? And I think especially with Mm -hmm. kids, it's easy to say like, oh, well, I was the kind of kid who... Uh, played in the mud a lot. Oh, well, we got these background kids called the Money Buddies, and that all they do <laughs> is build stuff in the dirt. Or I was the kind of kid who's into sports. Oh, we got Tomon, and he trash talks, and he's great at everything. And, or mm. like, you know, I like to pretend to be rich. Well, we got the Tea timers <laughs> and they're like, yes. twenty twenty. toity <laughs> So I think everyone can find someone to relate to. That's one of the benefits of having so many kids on that show yeah Um, and we're always making new kids and reusing old kids so Mm -hmm. hopefully people will continue to see themselves in the show and if they haven't um i would just say keep watching and there's a pretty good chance you will
0: yeah i i definitely agree with that whole artily and it's even i like how even with like you said like with the grandma that's a great example then there's like as as we go throughout the show you meet other characters Mm -hmm. so like i especially love craig's mom Yes. Anytime she just says something, I'm just like, what is she going to say this time? That makes me just feel <laughs> like th- just let, makes me feel seen. But I mean, I'm not a mom, but also she reminds me of like my aunt, my mom, yeah. a little bit of me. But it's like I- Well, there's like the scene where like they're driving to go get her hair done. Yes,
1: and Tanya Salon, which (laughs) is after my sister.
0: (laughs) That is so sweet. That is so sweet. Oh my god, I love that. I love knowing that even more now. But it's just like Jessica being in the back, being bored, and just be like Craig already, because it makes me think of like when my when my mom had to go get her hair done.
2: Yeah,
0: and knowing. Okay, do I bring my Game Boy as my only toy or do I bring another toy or do I bring get a different toy? And I would always regret bringing the other toy instead of the Game Boy because I'm like, (laughs) now I'm bored and I have nothing to do. And we're going to be here for four more hours.
1: Yep. We've all been there.
0: (laughs) Yes. And then but in the scene that I really love is just like the mom saying, like, And I gotta get my box braids looking right. I'm like, yes, Craig's mom, you deserve, you deserve. Yes, (laughs) Miss Nicole. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Miss Nicole deserves, and it's just. And Jessica just, I see so much of myself in Jessica because, like, she be paying attention. She she knows, she knows things.
1: So smart, so very,
0: so adorable, so smart. I love whenever she's just like in any episode or any scene where she's just like, "What are you doing, Craig?" (laughs) time
1: is money craig
0: time is money craig oh she's just so precious oh but it's just again y'all they all help people feel seen who haven't been seen and i love hearing that it's because one you're in a space where that's encouraged yeah because like you said i feel like in the times we live in right now it's hard for people to understand representation isn't just about, oh, we're just going to throw in this one kid here and yeah. there's representation. Or we're going to make it inclusive by adding in, a, meeting a quota of these five types. And it's yeah. just, that's not what true representation is. It's not representation if you're just throwing in a character, and but not like really putting something there that makes people feel seen or relatable to, it's just like, and, and nothing on this show feels like, like, my example is I'm saying this is because like sometimes when representation is done terribly, it feels like pandering. Yes. Where it's like this show has not a lick of pandering.
1: Great. I'm so glad (laughs) to hear that. Yeah. The thing that we're aware of, we never want it to feel like, Oh, they're pandering because they don't have this kid. And that's not the case. Like the the Mm -hmm. goal is never to like, Oh, well, we don't have a, um, Hispanic girl, let's introduce one. That's never the case. Mm-hmm. The case is like, what is an interesting character? And now that we've come up with this interesting character, who are they? Who do we want to see them as? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's 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 the goal. We want to make interesting characters first. Because that's what's important like yeah. someone's race is not as important as who they are and that's mm-hmm. the message that people need to take away is like this person's no different from me this person me and mm-hmm. this person can hang out all the time and i think that's an interesting thing too because a lot of our kids are quote unquote uh antagonists for corrects too yeah so it's also hard because you don't want to run the line of like okay well do we introduce this villainous kid but Oh no! We've made this villainous this kid, black because they're gonna make it seem like oh no, black kids are bad. Like it's. uh yeah. But I think that's the trope that happens when you only have mm-hmm. one. If you only have one black kid, and that black kid's a villain, then it makes it seem like you think all black kids are villains. So, yeah, you know, that's I, world, world too.
0: I definitely agree with you there. Because, like, I was listening to a podcast earlier today. It's um Gilmore Gilmore Ball Z. Shout out to y'all. One of my favorite shows. Um, mm-hmm. they talk about Gilmore Girls and Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're, if you're <laughs> interested, oh, good, good, yeah. good. Um, and they and they were, got to the episode about Android eighteen right before she was about to be absorbed mm-hmm. by Cell. Yes. And it's frustrating because as we've known Android 18 up to like before all this, she's a badass. Yes, who can like, she, she beat Vegeta. She
1: broke his arm in one kick. kick.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. The arm kick. I'm just, (laughs) so we've seen her be like this very formidable, very strong, stronger than all the Z fighters. Yeah. And then she becomes a damsel in distress. And the issue with this is it's okay for her to be scared and have a deer in the headlights moment, but the issue is, had there been more female characters, female fighters in Dragon Ball Z, it wouldn't have felt like she was a tokened female. Yes. And then, like, now she's reduced to a damsel in just It would have been fine if she had the same emotions and everything, but, like, if there was another woman around who yeah. could fight, who, like, would, like... Uh. It just... I but, mean,
1: similarly, the same thing is... there's, there's That's the same problem with Videl. Mm-hmm. when Fidel's introduced she's like total badass like yep. standing fighting criminals all on her own she's not powered she's just a human
2: right
1: and then like she gets powered up she's great but then she's basically just like damsel in distress during Mm -hmm. the uh, world tournament fight with Swobovich, where he just beats the shit out of her and like (sighs) until gohan finally is like i gotta do something and then like (laughs) at that point she's like destroyed so it's the same thing
0: yeah, and it's and it's frustrating to see that because like it goes back to tokenism and then just like and pandering. Like yeah. you gave us this super badass female character who can fight, but now you've made them weak and damsel in distresses. And it's fine for a woman to be weak at a at a certain point and like to have layers, but when you've reduced her to only that and just again tokenism is a problem Mm. (laughs) uh it's just it's frustrating so i I just appreciate that like y'all your show doesn't do pandering and it's not like this tokenism thing like there's just so many characters and there's just so many identities and it's nice to like it's like they're all onions and you get to peel back the layer like kelsey is one of my favorites and it's just like she you know she's an only child and but like she's this super like I love when he, she monologues. Yeah. But like from, from when we first meet her, she's like this super tough girl. She loves like dragons and like dungeons and all that stuff. And like she like has this whole medieval accent when she's monologuing for herself. And you think, like, yeah, Kelsey's this super rad ass little kid, and she's rough <laughs> and t- likes to go rough and tumble and like fight, and she can hang with all the boys. But then you realize like she's lonely sometimes, but she's okay with being lonely because she's used to it. But then, like, there are a lot of there are some times when she's you know lonely. And I think people. I, I I have two sisters. I don't know what it's like to be alone. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone who like was an only child or might have just grown up with one parent taking care of them understands that there's going to be times when you're alone. But yeah. she finds she has her pet Mortimer mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to to bond with, and she has she has like the found family with Craig and JP. That like they're almost like her brothers, yeah. And I think that's I think that's so sweet. Is just like to see those moments, and it's just I I could talk about every character, (laughs) y'all. But it's just it's those things. There's those like special, not even special episodes. It's it's almost every episode you learn something new about a character, yeah. Um, And I think that's awesome. So thank you for doing a great job. You and your team doing a great job writing these relatable characters and making us all feel seen.
1: Thank you for watching it. Yeah, I mean, I. I am so proud of the show. Like, mm. I could not have asked to be on a better show. Um, mm-hmm. I was so fortunate to go from like RV to this because both of the crews were our, like family. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's not like okay, it's six, goodbye. Like it's six o'clock and like we're playing video games or we're hanging <laughs> out and like everyone eats lunch together and everyone. Yeah. Like, well, there's like, at one point there were three separate D and D groups on our crew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds awesome.
1: It's fantastic. Uh, oh my god. We. I was in a group. Uh, and we have been playing since we started in December of 2017. Mm. Yeah, and we just finished up the campaign last night. So we played for 18 months. All basically, on a weekly basis, it's like how much we all like hanging out with each other.
0: That is so cool. I mean, like, it's well, let's, talking about like work, like working with people. Mm-hmm. I think it is a glorious thing when you like enjoy the people being around. One, you enjoy your job, two, yes. enjoying the people you work with.
1: It like, never feels like work. Yeah. It's like going to school. You just mm-hmm. hang out, you do your work, and then you go home and then you get a check and you're like, oh, that was, I got paid to have fun
0: hmm. That's true. I mean, like, and that's that's just like so awesome, because like I I'm, not, I'm I never tell people where I work in the daytime, but like I enjoy mm-hmm. my office because like everyone it, like we truly work as a team and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel as daunting of a task when something comes up that needs to be fixed right away. So it's like it, like liking the people you work with is such a great bonus. But then like especially doing the work that y'all do, because I imagine if there's ever like late nights or like maybe you have deadlines you gotta meet and everything. It probably makes like working together easier, knowing that yeah. y'all all, knowing that y'all get along and you have this bond. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so my next question is, what have been some of your favorite episodes to work on?
1: Oh man, so many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot that I can't talk about that haven't come out yet. But um, dang
0: it, okay, that's fine.
1: They. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well day.
0: episodes to date that have aired <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah yeah sorry i should process because again no, i'm not trying yeah. to trap you but um no i get been
1: that.
0: yeah what are your favorites about
1: them so bad um, oh we can that. go to
0: the dms we can go to the dms later yeah I'm we'll kidding. talk about that
1: later <laughs> 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 i will say there's like some fun family stuff coming up that i'm super yay about. um as for stuff that's out now um, oh, man. Power Punchers was super important to me. Yes. Um, that came from basically my me and my dad would play video games a lot. And mm-hmm. one of my most fondest memories is when we beat Streets of Rage together on the <laughs> Sega Genesis. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was talking to Deshaun and he was saying like him and his dad would also play like a lot of games on GameCube together. So... Mm. I remember pitching the idea of like we need to do an episode of just like Craig and his dad playing games it's super relatable it's super sweet and like Ben mm. and Matt were totally on board and uh, Jason and Tiffany boarded that episode and Tiffany's so good at like family stuff and heart and Jason is like a fighting game connoisseur so he put in all these like little references and like things that like no one who's not a huge game nerd would pick up on but everyone it is like appreciated it so much, yes. Um, it's good. That's one of my like soup. There's so many. Uh, I don't want to like okay, I'll just keep going. Uh, go, go for um, it. Um, the Kelsey quest where Kelsey uh is gonna fight Jerry for the elders mm. is one of my favorite episodes. Um, it's just very sweet, it's very like. It's so different to see Kelsey out of her element and like mm-hmm. afraid and like having this Rocky montage and like <laughs> fighting Jerry is such a like cool moment. Um, the uh, Escape from Family Dinner was the first family episode we did. So that's super close to my heart. Mm. Um, uh, the the one where Kelsey uh, joins the elders d d campaign. is <laughs> <it's> super fun <laughs> for me. Yes um doorway to helen um uh kidtron Thirty Thirty, 30 or where we got to work with dale which so was, cool yes i was a fan of dale uh since i was a teenager i first found out lot of them from the gorillas but my mm-hmm. cousin also introduced me to his music so to like be working on an episode and like message my cousin like dude we just met dale like dale's in the booth (laughs) (laughs) that is so cool super fun um i'm sure there's other ones i'm missing um i'm gonna be selfish and say creek cart racers uh, um because that's the first episode i got to do a voice in my voice (laughs) cannonball
0: that's not selfish that's just being proud that is you you talk you put yourself up sir yes (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay i'm probably gonna say um i'm i'm sure there's more i'm gonna like be kicking myself about later
0: no you're you're good there's so many there's so many and it's it's awesome because i believe like tech i've my count is right and if this wikipedia is up to date 46 episodes yes yeah
1: um oh two more mm -hmm. two more i'll throw out Mm -hmm. Sour, can- Sour candy trials. Yes. Incredible. Just like, amazing. I remember being blown away at the pitch by the Ugh. work that Najin did. And it's only like seeing everyone else, like seeing the color and the backgrounds and the designs come in. It's
2: been mm-hmm.
1: it's one of my favorites. And um the episode that aired when at the time of this recording aired yesterday. Um which is Fort Williams, which is mm. a Craig and Nicole episode. And I love Nicole's character so much. Her voice mm-hmm. actress is one of the sweetest people in the world. Kimberly Hervee-Gregory is like one of my Every time she comes in, she's a delight. Um, and Nicole really feels like her. So, yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes, too. It's just very sweet and... We get to see those two together, which
0: is always nice. That's awesome. I just want to add like two things for the two ep- like two of the episodes you listed. because what I again love so much of this show, but like one of the things I really enjoy is that y'all really bring the children's imaginations mm-hmm. like to life. Like I think there's an episode where there's this huge explosion. Yeah. And there's I'm just couple. like, yeah, there's a few. And I'm like, wait, did that really happen, or, or are they just imagining it was that big? And I'm like, I'm almost, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I should be concerned, or if this is just the child from the children's point of view, this was a huge explosion.
1: <laughs> so, I think that's the fun of like, did yeah. that happen, or are they imagining?
0: Yeah, because there's
1: a part in uh, Too Many Treasures where Craig and mm-hmm. Jump water in that boat, and it jumps out. They jump out, and then the boat explodes when it hits yeah. the ground. And we debate it for like. 30 minutes we're like should this boat explode is that too much it would be so funny if it blew up though and then we just were like let's do it
0: it is great i love it so much and then then that kind of goes into like the sour trials yes where it's just like i'm like are y'all doing inception with sour candy (laughs) and i'm just like i'm here for it I'm, i'm totally here for it but it's just like it's also seeing how much craig's family is supportive of him yeah and it's just like even though it seems like it makes me think of my parents who would like encourage me to do the silly things that I would do. Like, I don't know. I can't think of anything, but just like Craig's dad being like, that's right. Train up, eat them lemons boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's just like stuff like that. But then like the, yeah, like Craig's imagination of the sour trials is like, really, I'm like, is he really imagining all this over (laughs) some candy? I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm just I'm like, I'm not gonna question it. I love every bit of it. Cause then you get to see <laughs> Nicole come in and be yes. like the super strong be badass mom who just was like, Okay, baby, don't worry, I got you. <laughs>
1: and then like friggin' like superhero fight Nicole.
0: Yes, yes. I love it so much. And oh, and Jessica comes in and saves him like I got you, Craig. Yes. Oh, it's just so adorable. I do want to say-
1: oh, sorry, I don't I just want to say that oh, you're episode fine. is so uh no pun intended layered. Uh, <laughs> and also no pun intended sweet because the everything that happens in those sour trials is reflect, is a reflection of what happens in an opening scene all the all the information they give them where it's like, you got to stick to it, Craig, or like, you know, mm-hmm. like, focus. All that stuff happens in the opening scene, and it's Craig yeah. being aware of it, but not, and those are the things that carry over in his dreams. So That is so awesome. It's, I mean, like, Ben pitched that episode, and I remember when he first pitched it, he was like, yeah, we want to do an episode where, like, Craig eats the sour candy, and then just, like, goes in his mind. I, be, I remember being like, how is this going to (laughs) work? And uh, to his credit, like it worked. It worked so well. And like Deshaun and Naja are like so good at doing like crazy action stuff and crazy Mm -hmm. poses. So that episode was definitely going to go to them from the beginning and they blew blew it away, man. That's
0: awesome. Uh, I will throw in just a few of my favorites too. So um, the shortcut... Mm-hmm. And With so, Roger? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Kit. I love Kit so much. Kit is it's me.
2: incredible. Yeah I,
0: yeah, I Oh, my God. I am a mixture of Kit, Jessica, and Nicole. And a little bit of Kelsey. <laughs> uh, but I just love how Kit is all about business. She's like, you got something to trade? And yeah. just... <laughs> uh, but it's just like... Because I really thought the episode was going to go one direction. Where it's just like... When she was like, I got to go to my to my supplier... I'm like, where is she going? Like, where does she get? Because I be, I do wonder. I'm like, where does this little girl get all this stuff? Where did you think try? she was going? I okay, so I definitely when when we saw the grandma's house, mm-hmm. I was just like, is her grandma the candy lady? Like, oh, yeah. Because my neighborhood growing up, we had a candy lady house. Same. And right, and mm-hmm. I was just like. It's her grandma like the candy and I was about to tear up if y'all were doing that. But then you find out it's it's the grandmother's like retirement home, but the grandmother be she be running a game there too, trading people. (laughs) And I love that and her whole little thing like, don't trade that boy your heart now. it's just so pure and good but like it gave me i still like identify it with like man her grandma's like the candy lady because yeah. like i like the, the candy lady in my neighborhood and for y'all who don't aren't familiar with like the candy lady it's like this house in the neighborhood it usually is like an older woman i feel like maybe this is just like a thing and like a, a lot of like people of color neighborhoods yeah but for most of my friends i've talked to they all have had a candy lady um where like that—that that was the house in the summer you'd go to. She'd have freeze pops, which she would make in the styrofoam cups out mm-hmm. of Kool-Aid, frozen Kool-Aid. She'd have some Tombstone pizza for tw- fifty cents a slice. Um, yeah, she was good, and she got her candy from Chicago, so she would go to Chicago and get like all the best candy, and she would uh, she would sell it to you for like a dollar a pound. Yep. So I don't know if she, I, I don't know if it's because like she was technically my like a. Uh, I think a third degree cousin somewhere down the line. My family's huge. Um, but <laughs> I remember being, I remember being able to go up to her with like $2 and walk away with my hands full of snacks. Yeah. Things are terrible for me, but yeah. you could trade like, basically it's like getting a freeze pop and all this other stuff. So I was just like, man, is that where they're going with this? I, I still love it that it was her grandma. That was, that was her supplier. <laughs> it's just so pure and good. Um, another one is Jessica of the Creek. Yes, when Jessica goes and spends times with Craig at the creek, and it's just like Jessica f- having that freak out of like, we can't get in the house, Craig. What are we <laughs> supposed to do? And then Craig's just like, psych, bye, I'm going to the creek. <laughs> and just, and ha- just having that annoying sibling because I'm a middle child and I have a little sister, and there was like that time frame where I still love you, but you annoy me, and you yeah. can stay behind. Yep. But it's really sweet to see how Craig looks out for Jessica. Um, and then it's just, like, he, he cares. Like, of course he should. He's a big brother. But, like, he takes his big brother responsibilities serious as long as he's not distracted from one of his, like, ideas that he drew. Um, and I, I think that's really sweet. And then oh, it's just so hard to choose. I'm going to go power punchers also. That was, like, my other favorite. It's <laughs> it's truly one of my favorites because, again, it reminds you, of like, like you said, it reminds you of playing video games with your dad. Mm-hmm. I love the trash talking. yeah like, like him he's like I'll never let you beat me again and then just like because it's so funny of just like man I relate to that because like my dad is a huge trash talker and me like he was my basketball coach when I was like in first grade so it's like yeah that was that was intense I don't need therapy um <laughs> but it's like also anything it's probably why I'm so competitive to this day um but it's just nice to see that's like how he bonds and craig is like taking it so serious He's like i'm gonna beat you old man mm-hmm. um and his dad sees it as like a rite of passage of just like i like doing this with you i like playing video games with you and then it's like i like how his dad doesn't let him win
2: yeah
0: uh because it's more important for craig to try yeah. <laughs> and like it's like i don't let little kids win when i play games when i have a draw four and we play in uno and if yep <laughs> Don't be coming to play a grown person's <laughs> game now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to see you play the game.
0: <laughs> See? Because that's how we learn how to play. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it means be stuff like that. And like that five-year-old going to have to pick up with that draw for. I don't care. Um, but yeah, that's like one of the best episodes. And I, I especially like it because the whole, he looks like me. I like mm-hmm. him because he looks like me line. And like that just seems really sweet. Um, and then how it ends with Jessica saying, when do I get to play? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the older brother coming in and saying like, "Don't worry, you will." Yeah. <laughs> oh, it just—it's so pure and good.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um. Interesting that you remember that.
0: Moving yep. on. <laughs> 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 There's just so okay. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it alone. Yeah. Um. Uh. I do want to be sensitive of your time, also, oh, so okay. we can get. We're gonna wrap up a little bit. Okay. Um. So you've already talked. I think we've kind of touched on this before, like how you've brought in like some things from other episodes in the writing process you have brought in from your personal experiences, but like, are there any personal inspirations from your childhood that you've put into the show? Like any other things?
1: Hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are. Um, the Okay. So yeah. Dwayne is heavily based on my father,
2: mm. uh,
1: my father and like a mixture of my father and Tiffany Ford's father. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad is the kind of guy who would tell me like oh like he put the captions on the tv and i'm like oh there's like words on the tv and he's like yeah i like Work that out with my buddies at the government so that you can learn how to read because i know there's like i know you're struggling with learning how to read <laughs> like, that's not the case but <laughs> or like he's always tell me like to this day like this isn't like a thing he did as a kid like literally i had a conversation with him last week and he's been trying to convince me forever that he used to work for the government Mm -hmm. and it's like he's like a covert spy and he's like yeah well i can't tell you that because of my like contract but you know if they found out they try to take me and you out like he still does that (laughs) i am 29 years old and he's trying to convince me that he worked for the government so that is precious
2: that is very like
1: goofy and playful which is a lot of Dwayne. um Doing like bad jokes and bad puns, like especially like uh that's a big part of Dwayne's character and his mm-hmm. first appearance. Uh he was you know something tong craig or whatever. <laughs> the tongs. Yeah, that's all yeah. I, from my dad too. Um oh. uh we I think that's it. I mean, I'm sure there's other characters that mm-hmm. are like infused by people I know. Um, the only reason I voice Cannonball is because Cannonball is basically his personality was based on me. We're trying mm-hmm. to figure out his personality, and we're like, well, we just made him like real chill and like li- like laid back, and then they just started putting stuff that i say into his thing because i would always be like oh that's dope so he just started saying that's dope and now that's his catchphrase so yeah
0: that's so cool um that's awesome i mean there's and then there's i think there's been stuff we've talked about on twitter too where like y'all name dropped swat cats oh yeah and and tried to make me feel old Listen, Craig made us all feel old. He's like, look, all these black and white cartoons sound fun. And I was like, black and white? Craig, like uh, somebody yeah. teach this boy.
1: <laughs> the best part is that wasn't in the script. His voice actor added that. Really? Yeah. He was like, all- he was supposed <laughs> to be like Yeah, all these old cartoons. He's like, look, I'm sure all these old black and white cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he knew what he was doing.
0: Oh, yeah, he did. Because everybody, everybody was just like, oh my God, are we old now? I guess we're old now. I mean, uh,
1: you know, SWATCANS did come out, what, 20
0: years We, ago? we, we, we don't have to t- give a date to it. Listen, 28 is around the corner for me. I don't I don't need to feel old. I'm just.
1: Hey, I'm right oh. there. I'm, I'm there with you.
0: I well, really mean. So. Uh, it, it's, I mean, once you're south of 25, are we, is there like, like an older or younger anymore? <laughs> I Unless, mean, I've been waiting for my 30s to come at this point. i <laughs> just. <laughs> waiting on
1: the method though. Okay.
0: Look, i'm gonna be like i look forward to being 30 watching craig of the creek and having wine and cheese nights and game <laughs> nights um so, oh, nice. I'll
2: do that too.
0: right I'm, I'm gonna be fancy when i turn 30 i'll watch out
1: I like you can't have wine and cheese until you're 30
0: i mean i do now but like i'll feel fancier yeah, that's when true. i <laughs> that's
1: fair now you're just playing, you're
0: playing. yeah it's
1: like playing yeah. But once you turn 30, it's real.
0: Yeah. Once I turn 30, it's called charcuterie. Right now, <laughs> right now it's called, do we have pepperoni and Swiss cheese here for me to snack on? Yes. Okay.
1: The worst part of that is you mispronounced it. I know. I <laughs> know. <laughs> When you I turn thirty, you'll learn charcuterie.
0: Charcuterie. Uh, I'm gonna leave that in there because, like, I mess up saying it all the time. So, I was like, I correct Like, yes, yes, I, I learned. Say, I <laughs> no, no, we all learn from our mistakes, and I always like find myself saying it wrong the first time until <laughs> someone says it. Like, see, that just goes to show. When I turn thirty. I'll be able to say don't the word. No, I, don't, sure. I don't know. Right now, I'm still in my ignorant late 20s. So, <laughs> but no, thank you, friend. I, I appreciate the correction. Um, no, that's great. I like those inspirations that you mentioned. And like, um, one more I want to add in, I forgot to mention the memories of Bobby.
1: Oh, yes. That's when
0: y'all one. had these kids singing that So I was just like, hold on. I have to rewind this. Um, just... <laughs> I was dying in the whole music video.
1: That entire episode.
0: Oh my god! I feel
1: like came from us watching that video. (laughs) Like we some for some reason that video came up and we watched it in the room, and it was uh, me, Ben, Matt, Mm -hmm. uh, Deshaun, and Naja. I think, and we just watched it we're like, what is happening? And it was, this is <laughs> a dude in a cod piece walking around and like, "What?" it's so weird. And we were like, what if we did this? What if we, because, you know, Bobby told my candy thing because mm-hmm. that was never supposed to be a thing too. That just happened in... Uh, it's to explore where he gets, he falls and he goes,
2: yep. candy
1: And uh, Ben recorded that, and it was so funny that everyone just kept putting Bobby and stuff solely to get Ben to say my candy. And then Bobby <laughs> became like this, huge, like this huge character amongst the crew. So when we watched that video, we're like, what if we did an episode about Bobby? Mm-hmm. and we did this. And they were like, well, how? So then it evolved over time. I'm like, well, what if we did an episode about how everyone loves Bobby, but he's not in any of their memories? <laughs> and it, yeah, it evolved into that cameo thing, which was so fun. And we were so glad people picked up on it. Because it's yeah. such a weird reference to be like, oh, yeah, we're doing this reference. to Because it's the SWAT cat thing. We're like referencing yeah. a thing from the 80s. Yeah, was like,
0: yeah, we get it, which was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's so great because, like, you're right. Like, I, my little cousin was watching it with me, and he's just like that's that old song i'm like yeah 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 that is the old song we play at the family reunions yes it is um and he was just like he then goes grabs my dad and my dad starts watching he's like are they doing cameo i'm like yes that that is they they doing a pun on cameos candy he's just like okay (laughs) it is just like a great if i find the clip i'll post it on the show's twitter just because it is so good um, and I really enjoy I enjoy those little like head nods y'all give to us old heads uh, mm-hmm. or so like, oh, I guess I'm an old head. Since I <laughs> it. um, but it's it's so good. Um, Shout but out last- to Jeff
1: Rosenstock for being able to do
0: a song that is a
1: good enough parody that you hear it and are like, yeah, I know what this is mm-hmm. without being like a blatant copy. You know?
0: Oh, for sure. It's just like, OK, this 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 is a box. but it's also hilarious and like i kind of have like bobby reminds me of the cabbage man from avatar (laughs) oh my candy
1: that's not the first time i've heard that someone in the room said that i think
0: yeah i i I thought that was on purpose i i truly thought that was on purpose that that y'all did that but i'm like i love this it's just so it's sweet pun (laughs) intended awesome um so the last few questions. Um, what are your thoughts about the future of representation in animation?
1: Um, I I think it's going to continue to grow and evolve. I think it's I think it should be in a better place by now. certainly it's, mm-hmm. it's not, but I think we're getting there. And I mean, just from like. The people on the Craig crew alone I know are going to go on to create some really cool things, and I think that that will help the future uh, representation. I think we're going to continue to do stuff on Craig. I I know there's other shows coming. Um, Glitch Sex, which I mentioned earlier, has a uh, Hispanic and Asian Asian two protagonists who are Hispanic and Asian. That's Uh, awesome. So I know there's more coming down the pipe. Um, amphibia, as a Asian uh, lead, so I know like representation is on the forefront of people's minds. Um, everyone just wants to be able to see themselves, and uh-huh. I think people that are making animation stuff right now are well aware of that, and are also a lot of people of color who also want to see themselves uh-huh. represented. So um, I think it looks bright for the
0: future representation and animation i agree and i look forward to seeing what else comes from all this like because i feel like shows like craig of the creek leave an impression on the next generation of like people in this genre i want to say animators writers mm-hmm. um and that makes me excited that there's a show like this that like say my little cousins can watch and they can feel inspired to like hmm I want to make a show like this one day Mm -hmm. or I want to do something like this. And I think that's awesome that they can see that being and hopefully be inspired by that, whether it's like to create the show or if it's just like, just to feel inspired from seeing them being able to relate to the characters in the show. I think that's, it's amazing what y'all are doing with like animated storytelling. Cause I, I feel like this is a constant topic on Twitter. It's just like animation. Isn't just for children. Yeah. And I think that's that was going to be another question, but you kind of already answered it. It's just like the ability to use animated storytelling as a medium to help people feel seen is very impactful. And I feel like it doesn't matter at what age. And I'm just very proud of what y'all have done with this show. So congratulations on everything you're doing. And I look forward to see what else is to come.
1: Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate that. I think uh we've been in a very lucky position uh for this show to like when we came out we came out like in a post Black Panther world which is <laughs> mm-hmm. great and like the same year as like Spider-Verse which is just incredible mm-hmm. so I think we're in a time where like um especially like people of color and representation is being like heavily pushed Yeah. And, we're in a good spot for that but we're not just like oh well you know they're like the show with the black kid but like it's a good show and I, i you know like i that's not me patting my own back that's me being like there's so much work goes into this show by so many talented people and it's Mm -hmm. so good and i feel like it came out the gate good and if i wasn't working on the show i would still be a fan of it and Mm -hmm. it came out the gate good and it's only getting better the stuff that's coming up is incredible like the so much so many seeds planted back Mm -hmm. under the overpass things are coming to fruition like
2: oh
1: i cannot wait for people to see the stuff we are doing and i could not be prouder of it if if i walked away from this show tomorrow i could not be prouder of the work i was able to do and the work that this crew has done so yeah
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the episode. If you don't mind letting the people know where they can find you online.
1: Of course, you can find me at Mr. Jeff Trammell on Twitter uh that's the main place you can find me you could find me on facebook but i'm probably not gonna add you because i don't know you (laughs) but (laughs) uh, Uh, same yeah (laughs) but um yeah that i i tweet a lot about the show so if you want to know about the show that's great um i would also recommend following the uh at craig of the creek twitter um we try to keep up with stuff over there um those are mainly the places. Watch of the Creek on Cartoon Network or on the Cartoon Network app. Um, yeah, that's just, yeah, thank you so much for having me, though.
0: Of course. Anytime. You're welcome. I, there is an open-door policy on this show, so...
1: You say that, but if I, I try to come back, because like, I have a I have a, a New Year's resolution to do 20 episodes of podcasts, and this is number five.
0: I got... oh. So, Sir, I got three shows, right. so hit me up. <laughs> I got, look, I got three shows. There's this one, so check there. I got, did you have to? So we just got to figure out an anime topic for you to come on. I and am then
1: I'm watching Mob Psycho, if that helps.
0: Yes, that does help, because there's a Mob Psycho live action. Ooh. Yeah, so okay. I'm going to keep you, I'm going to write that down, and I'm going to talk to Kate, and we going to put that on the list.
2: Cool.
0: Yep so i got you and then i got speak on it so you got two more shows you can get on to all
2: right cool sounds great <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah um and then as always you guys you can find me at la underscore n-e-y underscore s-h-a and you can also follow the show at s-h-w-h underscore pod um but yeah thank you again for coming on the show jeff and thank you guys for tuning in for this episode it's great and please go watch craig of the creek it'll change your lives Okay. I've gushed enough. Bye.